This is Amy Poehler. My new movie, Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2, is coming to theaters June 14th, and it's making me feel joy and sadness and anger. Definitely some disgust. Rose! And I think a little fear. But I'm also feeling these new emotions like anxiety, embarrassment, envy, and ennui. It's what you call the boredom. Okay, that one was weird. It's going to be the feel-everything movie of the summer. Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. Rated PG. Parental guidance suggested. Only in theaters June 14. Get tickets now. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash specialoffer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash specialoffer. Hey everybody and welcome to another episode of Nerds with Friends. My name is Cody Leach and as always I'm joined by Christian Garcia. What up? We're uh, recording live from our beautiful 148 studios, back in person again. It's a great time. And uh, we are joined by our return guest and friend of the show, voice actor Dave B. Mitchell. How are you, sir? Good. How are you guys doing? Nice to be back. Yeah, we're hanging in there. You know, how's, how's uh, life in your neck of the woods? Keeping busy during all the COVID shenanigans? Yeah, uh, real, real fortunately, yeah, I am. Um, you know, I mean, it's everybody's going through. Well, I won't say everybody's going through the same thing because I certainly have it better than a lot of people. So, um, you know, but everybody's kind of, you know, dealing with this unprecedented, like living in a movie thing that we're doing. You know, um, and fortunately, I've got a big apartment. I live by myself, so it's it, you know, it's pretty lonely being in here. But <laughs> fortunately, things like this, you know. For, because of technology, you know, I'm able to connect with people, and, and it's it's nice. And you know, again, I, I can't I can't complain. And honestly, crazy busy. Um, you know, fortunately for the you know for the last few months, you know, those of us in we're the only people in entertainment still working. Yeah. Because we do it from home. You know, so many of us already had studios at home that we've worked at it for years. So there wasn't a giant leap there for for some others there has been because they didn't really you know they might audition from home but they weren't really set up to to do broadcast quality stuff and and you know everybody's really stepped up as much as they possibly can it's not a cheap endeavor if you don't already have it so but um you know and i say this every time i do one of these and and every time i'm in a session but i'm going to repeat it because it bears repeating um you know just a huge huge thank you to all the engineers and producers and directors and everybody on the other side of the glass that has, you know, really jumped through hoops and, and put in a lot of extra time and, and been super helpful and available to allow us all to keep doing this and keep working when a lot of other people don't have that option. So just being hugely thankful to all of them and so appreciative and, and just so appreciative to be able to keep working through all this. So. Yeah. I mean, it, you know, uh, it, it seems like, you know, having you're 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 lucky to have like your own home studio and you know uh, the ability to you know work from home like you know a lot of people are doing right now, um, and that's one thing that you know throughout all of this thing that we've both been kind of grateful for is that you know yes we we've been deemed essential employees so you know we are still doing our jobs in sometimes a limited capacity but you know there are a lot of people out there who don't get to do, go to work and have to you know they're stuck at home they're not making as much money as normal so yeah it's you know i, I feel like we're all pretty jobs they've been doing don't exist anymore you know business is closing and things going away i mean it's, it's scary time and, and you know my heart goes out to everybody who's been affected by that uh, you know again I, I i have really no complaints I, i'm you know i'm safe i'm healthy uh, i'm able to keep working and you know really that what more can you ask for right now a hundred percent yeah that's definitely ha- you know the same sentiment we've been uh, talking to with any guest who we've been uh, able to talk to during all this stuff you know i think everyone really feels the same way that you know very grateful to be able to continue doing what we do and you know whether it's you know our day jobs or this podcast you know it's it's uh it's definitely we feel lucky to be able to do it um for what- sure 
Well, let's. Uh, we like to start the show off with a little thing we call Nerdy Confessions, where we kind of confess the things that make us nerds. Um, and Christian, you want to? Did you want to go first? You yeah, wanted yeah, me to yeah. go first. <clears throat> so my nerdy confession is that I finally watched a movie that I'd been pushing back for a long, long time. Um, I've had a lot of people whose opinions I do trust on movies uh, told me to watch, but because I've been burned by this franchise so many times. <laughs> I haven't. Um, I finally watched uh, Bumblebee, the Transformer movie. Yep. And ah. I was surprised. I understand the burned apart, by the way. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I was I was shocked. I was like, holy shit. Like, everyone was saying, at least my, the people who told me they liked it, I was like, it was yeah. good. It was it was good. Like, I was surprised. Um, they did, they touched on, like, the original film. They used part of the music, which is, you know, for anyone who watched it growing up, or even, like, watched oh, sure. it not growing up. Yeah, it was, it was awesome. It was... It was definitely what I feel it should have started as. Like, had they started it this way, it would have grown really big. I feel bigger um, than what Michael Bay did to it. Um, but well, I mean, but explosion. In, in, yeah, and explosion. In, in fairness, I mean, he did. He did like what four or five movies, and they all did okay. But I pretty would, well. I would ask, even you, though maybe maybe we don't agree that the quality was. Who liked those movies? I wouldn't say it was apparently growing up. apparently the Chinese. Hey, that's exactly what I was going to say. Like really it was, well overseas. Well, that's, that's, <laughs> that's where a lot of your markets aimed today for filmmaking. For I know, real, so. and that's and that's I what I was going to say. Market. Like, okay, sure, it made a ton of money. Like, yeah. sure, but it, it did nothing for people who loved Transformers growing up. Well, maybe you know, maybe the Chinese love Transformers. You don't know. <laughs> They're working <laughs> on building them right now. No, um, <laughs> yeah. it's just like I think that's the Japanese actually. The yeah. Japanese yeah. have a thing for big robots. Yeah, yeah. If anyone's going to come up with the giant transforming robot the japanese have my bed oh, yeah, for, for sure. sure they probably already have oh it. yeah well, they've already built them so yeah they're, they're just yeah they're working on it yeah it's hiding you in know the somewhere it's in full production right now yeah 100 you know? we need to get elon musk to focus on that <laughs> yeah yeah he's he's our only That's shot right. yeah <laughs> there's your movie american gundam yeah oh, oh man that was so good pictures back man they could have made that movie yeah a hundred percent but yeah it was it was good um I, in fact i just I was looking at the director uh travis knight who did um two of the uh oh my god i love that studio i can't remember the name of the studio but kubo and the two strings and paranorman oh which um oh yeah yeah, yeah. i forgot the studios but they're great yeah, um, and he did. He directed both of those. Oh, so. Why can't I think of that one? I don't know. We saw them. Kubo, at Kubo was really good. They did Coraline. Coraline. Box Trolls. Box Trolls was really good. Yep. Paranorman, I feel, doesn't get enough respect as it yeah, should. Yeah, I like it Paranorman. Did, it was really good. Mm -hmm. But yeah, um, if anyone who hasn't seen it, I recommend it. I'm, I feel I'm mad at myself. I didn't watch it sooner. But again, I just, I don't know if I don't know if the second one was the last Transformers I saw. And after I was like, no, nah, that's it. That's the last <laughs> you get my fucking dollars with this franchise. I'm not doing that shit again. That's pretty funny. But it was free. It was free. I don't remember if I watched it on Netflix or Hulu. And I was like, yeah. fuck it. I'll watch it. Like, yeah. It's worth it. Yeah. Sure. Good. Now's the time to check out those movies that you've been, you know, putting off, you know? Yeah. It's like, <laughs> you got the time. You got the, got well, the time. Well, it's great when you see something you weren't going to see and, and it's free. You're like, ah, oh, what the hell? I'll give it a shot. And then at the end, you're like, oh. Yeah. Well, I'm kind of glad I watched that. that. Yeah. That wasn't bad. I was surprised. I yeah. Was like, oh. I'll, I'll, I'll do like, uh, you know, Apple TV has like the little section of dollar rentals. And I'll I'll cruise through yeah. that every once in a while, and I'm just like, man, I'll check this movie out, and I've been pleasantly surprised. <laughs> That's when I watched Mandy, the 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 Legion M movie. Oh, Mandy was so good. Yeah, I found it on. It was like a. It wasn't ninety nine cents, but it looked crazy. So I was like, ah, I'm gonna rent this and watch it. And I saw that at the Alamo. Oh fuck, I missed the Alamo yeah, Draft House. Yeah, so movie theaters in general. Yeah. Uh, my nerdy confession is um, basically I. Uh, I just finished – I've gotten really into painting miniatures. Uh, so I do like Dungeons & Dragons and Warhammer miniatures, and that's been taking up a lot of my time. Um, but I will oh, – My middle nephew is huge into that. He's huge into that. He loves it. Oh, it's, it's – My nephew, Nathan, he's all about it. Yeah. It, it is the best. Like, uh, So I started back in like, I don't know, December. So I haven't been doing it a, lo a long time, but I've been like gradually getting better and better and better. And, um, you know, I, I finished this one yesterday – and I'd been working on it for a couple weeks because it's you know it's a kind of a bigger it's a stone golem which uh, uh, from this game called Rune Wars, and uh, and okay sure I've never played the game I just really like the uh, the model so I was like man I'm gonna get this one, uh, and it's it's so funny now that I I realize that every time I'm done with a miniature I get this kind of like melancholy funk where I'm like oh it's over 
what am I going to do now? There's more minis. <laughs> yeah, there's always more minis, but it's, you know. I think there's always more. Yeah. But, you know, it's funny because I, I feel like I spent so much time on it, you yeah. know. And now I'm just like, oh, now i got to start something else. i got to prime it. got to base coat it. It's going to be like days until it even looks sort of good. And so it's just kind of a funny, funny thing that I noticed as I've started doing this hobby more and more. And I actually joined like a, a Facebook group called Miniature Painting for Noobs or something like that. <laughs> and um, and that's good. I, I have support. Some people that are yeah. you know, into it. And I, I asked other people, I'm like, do any of you guys get like really bummed out when you're done with a mini? You're like, oh, I'm done and I need to start something new. And no one, <laughs> no one really agrees with me. <laughs> Ever, no one, no one like mentioned that post. No one re reacted to it. Like, I don't know what this yeah. dude's talking about. Zero likes, one thumbs down. <laughs> But uh, yeah, no, I just you're I just, out of the group. Gone. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I got booted. I'm not even good enough for a noob group. Uh, but yeah, that's kind of what I've been dealing with. So I, mean, I think I'm going to start a new uh, Warhammer mini, uh, maybe tonight or tomorrow, and and get it started at least. I wanted you to paint that dragon. The picture that I sent you, I forgot what it was called, but oh yeah, it was a uh, that that was for pre-order, so it's not out yet. But it's for the new module of. Uh, some new D and D module that's coming it's out. It's like a big metal dragon. It yeah. looked it looked amazing. It does look cool. My like background is illustration. I can't do that shit. And like and honestly, like <laughs> not because he's my friend. Like I'm honestly those things look fucking great. I can't paint that small. Yeah. I can't fucking yeah. do it. Yeah, I don't know. It's just a it's a nice relaxing thing that I do at the end of the day. I'm just like, oh, let me just look Wait, at this. It, it takes focus. It takes focus yeah. and discipline. It'll let you put your mind to something specific and just kind of tune out a bit 100 percent. now that I, would I just stress me the fuck out. oh really i would completely <laughs> well, that, then small there's that side of it as well <laughs> would stress me i would probably throw the damn oh, thing man. and like break my breath i get super zen i just I, I like put some headphones on and i'm just like yes paint paint it just i'm just gonna shade shade a little bit more just make some happy little accidents <laughs> i and can't I, do it yeah I can't exactly do it. <laughs> yeah the Bob ross miniatures group exactly oh man i some should happy start little dragon yeah, happy little i'm just gonna do, i'm just gonna shade in his wings look at that oh look at his wings they look so good <laughs> that's the second best idea he gave us <laughs> yeah i know we're gonna start writing these ideas down <laughs> dave how about how about you uh what's your nerdy confession um i have so many yeah uh, i i don't remember what i told you the last time so I'm going to go with this one just because it dovetails nicely with what you just said. Um, I never actually played the tabletop game, uh, which has some of the coolest miniatures there are. But back in the mid-90s, when I really started getting into PC games, um, MechWarrior 2, I was obsessed with MechWarrior 2. Nice. Um, probably spent as much time in the clan hall in the game, like reading the history. <laughs> and because it came from an RPG... You know, it was so well developed. That universe was so fleshed out with characters and history. And, and so I ended up reading, at the time, probably about 60 of the Battletech novels. Because <laughs> um, I just got so into it. And then I would read, if I would read a really cool mech combat thing in the uh, in one of the books, I'd go into the game and I'd set up an instant action mission with those mechs and I'd play it. Yeah, like making your like, own. Oh, I want to do that. I don't want to see what that's like. Yeah, so, playing, yeah, I playing the missions that, out of the book. That mech 2 and mech 3... Oh, Mech 2 and Mech 3, you know, and the funny thing is Mech 2, you look back at it now, and it particularly, like, when it came out, it was, it was like, right before the 3D Accelerator cards became a thing. Um, and I remember when I got my first 2 megabyte 3D Accelerator card, I'm like, <laughs> oh, my God. And then they released a 3D patch for Mech 2, and suddenly it was because, you know, it was, basically, it was very two-dimensional, and, like, in what it lacked in graphical sophistication, it more than made up for in gameplay, and the music was great, and... Just the story, it was such an immersive game. And it was just, I mean, Battle Mechs are just cool. And it was, it was so much fun, especially we had all of that massively well-populated universe. Um, and, you know, I found most of the time uh, I would play in one of the enhanced vision modes, which basically was, was vector graphics. It looked like Battlezone. But it gave you the information you needed. So I'm like, I didn't care what it looked like. I'm like, oh, okay, I put a hit on that section. Okay, target that arm, target that arm. So... <laughs> Uh, so I would do that. And then when the 3D thing came out, and then Mech 3 came out, and uh, MechWarrior 3 and Pirate's Moon, which was the expansion for it, still two of my favorite games ever. Um, when they came out with Mech 4, they changed companies, and they kind of dumped it down. Uh, everything was very, you know, it was all polygons and triangles, and it didn't actually look as good. Mech 3 looked amazing. Yeah. Um, and one of the things that was so cool about those games is that every key on the keyboard because I'm, I'm a hardcore mouse and keys guy. I always have been. Um, I don't play well on consoles. I, 
the guys that play shoot because I mostly play shooters. The guys that play shooters on consoles and are good, yeah, I, I don't know how they do it because uh, they would just kick the crap out of me. I can't do anything. Mouse and keys, and I've said this, and this is always controversial to people that are console players. I always feel like if you take two people of equal skill, that's the important thing, equal skill, yeah. the mouse and keys guy will win every time. 100%. And not because of the skill level of the console guy. It's just mouse and keys with a twitch, you know, twitch inputs on a fast game yeah. mouse. Being able to you move your hands. You can't go that fast for the console. You, you just physically can't. You're limited by the interface. Right. Um, people have so been I love against the fact that, that every That seems control. accurate to me. Yeah. No, I, I 100%. So I've been, I've been a console guy my entire life. And, um, and I feel that like now they're starting more and more of these games. Like we just had the big, uh, PS five announcement and everything. And everything's like, Oh, cross, right. cross play compatible cross play. I'm like, Oh no, I turned that <laughs> off when I had that option. Yeah. Like, no, I don't want, I want to play yeah. games with other controllers. That's the last thing I want to get yeah. is owned by a bunch of seven year olds. Yeah. Yeah, on like Call of Duty. play some guy. <laughs> yeah. If I play some top tier guy or even guy, even, even some 14 year old kid that spends 18 hours a day or eight hours yeah. a day playing the game on a console and i'm on my pc he's gonna wipe the floor with me. yeah you know he, he'll kick the crap out of me because he's just a better player right yeah but if you took two guys of equal skill the, the physical limit to the interface is, is the difference right and because it's the only difference. Cause there's you know with the controller even with the joysticks and you can kind of you know adjust look sensitivity but it's still a ratio because you're only moving the stick you know i don't know a couple yeah. centimeters. Yeah, you got like a, the, a 2,000 DPI gaming mouse that every twitch is, I mean, yeah, come on. Yeah, you can adjust it, fine-tune it, and it's a yeah, one-to-one one ratio. Hardware. It's all hardware. 100%. This is from one of our last podcasts, but I was telling you how I was getting destroyed in Aliens vs. Predator. Yeah, it was, it's a piece, it was, it was PC cross. players. It yeah. was cross-platform. As soon as I had the options taken off, I was like, holy <laughs> shit, I'm not, I don't suck as bad as I thought I did at this game. Like, you, I'm okay. <laughs> I, I will say I was pretty impressed with myself. I was on a hot streak when I was playing uh, the newest Call of Duty for a while where i had cross play on because i was playing with my buddies who play pc and i would get i'd like i'd get some of these pc guys i'm like man either i'm really good or they're really bad because <laughs> this this should be a like zero combination of both actually yeah probably yeah. just that perfect ratio they were probably on their third doobie yeah. so they were too high <laughs> yeah like, exactly just like yeah, they're, so they're totally relaxed they don't care. <laughs> yeah exactly very cool. Well, awesome. Well, you know, we we love having you on and talking about like you know the different projects you've worked on and stuff. Uh, last time, I think we were talking about Mortal Kombat, which continues to grow and grow and grow. And now they have all these deals. Oh, oh nice. perfect, nice. Wearing the shirt, um, and you know, and they I know they just have came you seen out the movie. I I have not though. I saw you're in it. You're the voice of Raiden, right? I'm Raiden. That's awesome. Yeah, I'm Raiden in that. I'm excited that as a as a huge Mortal Kombat geek from day one. Oh yeah, when I I got to go in and play Raiden, I was like, "Are you kidding me?" Of course. And the movie's really cool. Yeah, the movie's really cool. What's Actually, it? I did all the uh, I did all the vocal effects for Baraka too. Oh, very cool! All the like growls yeah. and. Did you have to wear the teeth? Yeah. Did you have to get <laughs> prosthetic all the... teeth? Yeah, he, doesn't, he doesn't have any dialogue, but it, yeah, it was all growling and swiping and. Very cool. Blade fan. That one's called like uh, Scorpion's Revenge or something. Is that right? Yeah. Scorpion's yeah. Revenge. Yeah. yeah. I'll have to check that Legends, out. Scorpion's Revenge. It's really really cool. It's really. Cool. I'm excited that like Mortal Kombat is kind of getting this resurgence, you know. It was always one of my favorite games back when I was growing up. And it's like, you know, they had some rough years there for a while, but now with uh 10 and 11 and then even like Injustice that that studio that's doing those games, man, they're they're doing a killer job of that stuff. So I'm I'm excited. Well, they, they put such cool story in there too. I mean, and again, yes. it's another thing that's got because it's a long, you know, it's a franchise with a long history and a legacy. You know, there's and and fans that have been around forever, or even the newer fans have gone back and kind of you know caught up to all the stuff that came before. So there's a lot of room for storytelling in there, and that was one of the things when we were recording Eleven. That was just so cool for me as a fan was the way that they tied all those things in, the split timelines, mm -hmm. and I was just like, this is so cool. I love this. This story is really great. Yeah, I think I think that's one thing that they've done like exceedingly well that. The folks over at uh, Capcom uh, have not done very well with Street Fighter as of late, um, even though those games are still very well put together. Like I think, I think Mortal Kombat has. And it's one of the classics for sure. Yeah, and I just think Mortal Kombat has gotten this. The the story mode is just perfect, where it's a mixture of cutscenes into fight scenes that just they make sense. It's a good story. It's not just like, well, now I'm in India, better fight Dalsim, you know. <laughs> uh, yeah. 
you know, it's <laughs> yeah, right. it all right. makes sense. And there's it's it's interesting. You want to get to the end, and I think you know on fighting games especially having that in there so you learn the game, learn the player the characters that you can choose from, and have to play through each one of them. I mean, they're just doing it. They're just doing a great job. So I'm excited for that. But we're not here to talk Mortal Kombat. We talked Mortal Kombat last time with you, which is awesome. We want to talk a little bit of Last of Us. So spoilers for anyone who... Are we talking spoilers? Well, I think it's going to be a little hard. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> oh, that's very cool. Yeah, I saw that on Instagram. On your Instagram, it looks yeah. awesome. Yeah. yeah. I'm a little bit jealous. That was such a lovely surprise. It was such a, such a generous and kind thing they did for us. And the, that, that team was so great to work with, you know? Yeah. Um, I mean, talk about story. Oh, yeah. Good God. Well, yeah. Talk so about story. Naughty Dog in general, I think, does does what video games, like what we, by now in 2020, we figured all video games would be like that. And, it, you know, there's some great yeah. ones out there. You know, we've already mentioned a few, but I feel like for some reason, they've just got the the story. They've got the beautiful graphics and scenery, the facial capture that you see on some of these characters. Um, the it, music. The music, yeah. Like, I think Last of Us was one of the first ones. Well, I can't say that because, you know, some of the Final Fantasies have great music. You were in Final Fantasy also. We we failed to mention uh, that. Several of them, yeah. Several of them. Quite a few, actually, yeah. Yeah. Um, But, you know, there's been some great music out there. But I will say that the the way music is integrated into Last of Us Part 2 – and Part 1, for that matter – is so good. And it just sets such a tone – it, they they even brought the little touchpad back for the guitar. You yeah, know, I know. Like, yeah, the little thing that everyone forgot about. I think, <laughs> in fact, I think you and me talked about it last time when we talked about the PS Five. And then it how happened. I'm like, oh yeah, no one ever uses the touchpad, and here I am sitting strumming guitars for two hours <laughs> playing Last of Us. Yeah, I saw a thing the other day said people are, are using the guitar in the game to play real songs. Yeah, I I tried uh, though I wasn't coordinated <laughs> cool. enough. Yeah. Also, uh, That's we found pretty cool though. A hundred percent. Yeah, and it and it sounds really good. So. You know, there's, I'm yeah. sure, you know, just like you recording your parts, there's probably a guy just sitting in a studio just like, here's a G chord. Here's, a, here's just oh, a yeah. G by itself. Just, just the, the depth, you know, and I, we may have touched on this last time too, but uh, just, you know, the depth of the world building in these big games now. Yeah. Uh, even playing, you know, I was one of the WF Militia, uh, WLF Militia, uh, had a lot of sessions over a couple of years. And, you know, they their coverage of every conceivable permutation of a character choice mm-hmm. uh, is ridiculous. So it's, that's why there's just so much depth to your interaction with it, because you're not feeling like you're just hearing the same triggered event over and over again. Anything you do differently, there's a response to it. There's actual yeah. dialogue, character interaction about the thing that you did differently. And it will play differently depending on what you choose to do. And here's a little cool thing. I, I posted this on Instagram and Twitter, too, so you probably saw it. But um, one of the things that they did during the recording, because a lot of it was was very vocally stressed. And they were super, super protective of us. You know, they they would cut sessions short if they felt like they beat us up. They're like, guys, we'll just book another session. It's fine. You, you need to go rest. So they were they were great. They were so protective of us. But one of the things they did to kind of to ease that strain a little bit on those sessions. Cause some of them, you know, uh, the video I posted, like getting your throat cut or being yeah. stabbed or, you know, these, I mean, and you got to sell it. You got to, you got to gurgling. It's gonna, it's gonna come the off. gurgles are, yeah, exactly. it's funny that you said that. Um, the, I was gonna so the what they did was they, they, Oh, sorry. Yeah, sorry. Well, they paired <laughs> us up. So usually you're recording games, you're by yourself. But in yeah. this case, they had us in pairs and my, it was, it was me and Ray Chase. So, Prince Noctis and Dino. And <laughs> so awesome. we were together in a different game. But and Ray is Ray is a I mean, he's a prince of a human being. Ray's a great guy. I freaking love Ray. It was so great to work with him. And and we just had so much fun because a lot of it too is nice that because a lot of it is like sets of responses to a certain thing. Sure. So we're all all of us are reading those same lines of dialogue and they'll trigger differently depending on how things line up in the game. But it was cool because we're in the booth together, so we and we would alternate who would go first just to kind of keep things mixed up and give us some rest periods and stuff. Mm-hmm. But um, we could hear what the other did, so we could make a different choice. Oh, so interesting. you didn't feel like 
because you know there's there's kind of an obvious way to do certain lines and the way that works you know there's a there's kind of a right way to do certain things yeah. especially when it's information so um so the nice thing for us is is getting to be there together we could i could hear what he did and then if if my inclination was to do that i can sort of say okay well i'm going to find a different a slightly different approach to that just to mix it up a little bit and he would do the same thing and so it let us vary things up. So also in the game, even if you hear throughout the periods, different characters having the same dialogue, it's never going to sound the same. It's not going to be like, oh, well, that's just that's the same thing, just someone else saying it. It's like, no, that's a different person giving that information or, or, or you know, selling that idea. So, so it was a really cool way that they went about it. Yeah, well, I, I think, you know, um, now that the game has been out for, um, uh, I guess, a week, a little over a week it's now. It's going to be... Almost week two and a half. Weeks yeah. Almost two weeks, yeah. Um, yeah. You know, one of one of I'm the major. <laughs> I know. Uh, one of one of the major praises that I've I've seen universally is how great the NPC interactions are, and I I'd have to agree. I think that this game more so than probably any other game I've ever played feels very alive. Like every environment, you know. You know, when you're sneaking around through houses and, you know, especially when you're fighting the uh, WLF, the wolves, or uh, in the, the part where I'm in the, in the game now, there's these whistling guys, the Scars, I think they are. Uh, they're oh. called Scars, but I think they Fuck were the called. Oh, man. <laughs> Dude. When you can I say that? Yeah, of course. A hundred percent. Yeah, you can say whatever you want. I said it in the game, so. I'll, I'll <laughs> I mean, say It's it. actual dialogue from the game. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Actually, yeah, like, I've never been a fan of whistling. Like I, I've never really been. That's in, a that's a hot take, Christian. I I just like particularly like, wow controversial that, stand to take these days. You know, like yeah. the whole, like particularly that kind of like oh like when, get mad tweets about that. Yeah, like exactly. The, like that yeah, type the of super super high pitch one. Like that in particular, the ones that like hurt your ears. Yeah, and I don't this like that. only confirms it in the game. Like when I hear, I'm like, fuck! I know they saw me. Like I know that they saw me, and they're telling each other where I'm at with those whistles. Well, you just gotta be sneakier. That's all. He's well, yeah, you. I mean, you you get a genuine gut reaction to the thing yeah and and part of that thing about it feeling so alive was that so not only did they have us together to do our shared dialogue but anytime that we actually had scenes where we're talking to each other yeah we're there in the booth actually talking to each other so oh, awesome. they, you know so we got to have those interactions for real so when you're hearing it you know a lot of the time with games and particularly you know those of us said that have done a lot of them you know you know how these things work. You know what they're supposed to sound like. Mm -hmm. um, you either see the dialogue you're responding to or the directors will feed you the line. Sometimes, they'll, if the other actors recorded before you, they'll play you their line yeah. so that you can actually react to specifically how that character spoke, what they said, so that it's not just, I know he said this line, my line is this, so I, I know how I would respond to that in a real conversation. In this case, you actually get to respond to it and with this, we're together, so we really get to play a lot of that emotional stuff that not just the line, but, you know, we're standing next to each other. You know, this, this writing is so good. And yeah. so he'll deliver a line that I need to respond to, and we have a, this emotional thing that – and, yeah, I think you're right. It, I mean, it comes out in the game because you hear the interactions because the interactions actually are genuine. They're, they're actually taking place. They're not, you know, triggered events that are being paired together. This is actual conversation that was had between two actors standing next to each other. So. Yeah. Well, it really it really does come through. I mean, uh, you know, whether it's like, you know, uh, it's, like you take out one of their dogs first and it's like, oh, no, they got him, you know, or, you know. Oh, they're, yeah, there's stuff with the dogs, yeah. Oh, it's it's rough, dude. It's it is rough. So hard. Those poor dogs, man. It's, I know. They don't know what I, they're doing. I know it's animated. I know no dog was hurt. I fucking hate doing Oh, no, it. they murdered a bunch of dogs in the studio. We, we had a hard time with that, too. No joke. <laughs> when we got to those, we're like, not the dog. I mean, yeah, these people are awful, but dogs, come on, man. Yeah. I really wish that they had made an option where, like, on an arrow, you tie some meat. <laughs> Let the dog like, go. Like, the dog <laughs> just follows the arrow meat, or the meat arrow, you know, just go oh, that yeah. way. Meat like, arrows would have been a cool unlockable. <laughs> just like, you know, like, I think I did that game actually years ago. Meat arrow. Meat arrow. Sure was in there. It's one of those those uh, survival manuals you find. It's just uh, what's his name, Caesar Milan's yeah. latest book, and you're like, oh, I got the hunting one. You, you, you just have to get one. beef jerky and arrows, yeah, and it's just anti dog arrows. That's it. 
um, that, yeah, that was really rough. really and tough. To, and since we're doing spoilers, uh, okay, the, spoilers. We'll play the spoiler sound. The... It's not a big one, but what they did to uh, to Shimmer. Oh horse. yeah, the like, horse, Shimmer that, the horse. I was really fucking rough. I got, I didn't have Shimmer for long. Yeah, but I was attached to Shimmer. And then, <laughs> like, and then, like you do a flashback later where you're riding Shimmer again. I'm like, you poor horse. Yeah, like, you don't yo, even know what's coming. Oh, remember Shimmer? Oh, <laughs> yeah. It's just like, like there's a lot of gut punches in the game, and that was one where like I did not see that shit coming. Yeah, well, it was that was why it's so effective. Yeah. <laughs> it was like, oh Jesus. Like, well, yeah, I think I, again, I think just. The, the way, you know, the narrative structure and the way they plotted it and the way they designed the characters. Um, yeah, I mean, it, it's, it, you have a visceral response mm-hmm. to playing the game. And aside from the violence and the brutality, just the characterization, the interaction, the fact that, you know, that you feel like these are real people. And a lot of cases are like, okay, I could see people that might have been normal, ordinary, okay people in the world. Yeah. are in a different world, and you can see how they made the choices they made. You might not agree with them, but you're like, oh, okay, I can see yeah. that as being a thing. I, you know, I get how people could be pushed to that. This is definitely where one of those games where, like, usually, like, when you play a video game, you take out a character, you're like, ah, it's like one of a thousand people I've killed. Like, you, yeah. it's almost like you become desensitized, but this is particularly... Oh, here I'm going to murder another henchman. Go. <laughs> no, but this is one where it feels... And we gave everybody names, too. That was yeah. the thing. Is like we would do entire passes of, um, of you know, they killed so-and-so. It was like, they killed Jorge. They killed Steve. They killed Paul. Yeah. They killed Lisa. They killed Susan. Like, so we would have all of those. So it wasn't just the century's dead. It's like a person with a name just right. died. Well, particularly to the part... kind of connected that because you're like, if you have any empathy at all as a human, you're like, oh, oh why'd they have to give them names? Like, yeah. like, I just it was a part that yeah. we spoke about earlier. Well, and- Shimmer the horse, even. yeah, you know, like, <laughs> yeah, like, like the horse. It wasn't just it oh, wasn't no, the horse is dead. No, it's her horse named Shimmer. Yeah, that we already like got well, to know. I just got into a part. It was like, um, well, I mean, we already said spoilers. There's yeah. a girl wearing headphones, and uh, you oh sneak- yeah. You sneak up behind her and like you you get her playing and, a PSP. Yeah, ex- and actually, if you zoom in, the game is like talk about fucking details. The game is really fucking. Cl- I actually took a picture that I was gonna send you, and then I forgot because I was playing. There's also a, a Warhammer gaming table. There's also there's PS2s with a bunch of games. Yeah, as well. PS2s and PS3s. Um, but like when I had her with the knife, and I'm like, okay, she gave me the information. I can imagine, like, you know, maybe knocking her out, but then she goes and tries to stab me. Shouldn't, shouldn't have tried it. Shouldn't have fucking tried it. And then, you like, you, you do kill her, but I was like, fuck, I, I feel terrible about that. Like, yeah. why did she do that? Like, I know. we could have worked something out. <laughs> I feel like that's... Did, did you see Did you see 1917, the movie? Oh, yeah. Oh, that movie is amazing. And again, for anyone that didn't see it, I mean, it's, it's a masterpiece. I think it's one of the greatest achievements in filmmaking ever, and the fact that it didn't win Best Picture is beyond me, but... Uh, yeah. Yeah, but there's I was a, there's a moment it. in there too where somebody tries to find humanity in the midst of all of this horrible thing, and it goes horribly, horribly wrong for him. And I don't want to give it away because yeah. if you haven't seen it, you will not see it coming. And it's and it's a huge emotional moment. Man, but, that that you know, was that a rough one too. too. You, yeah, oh for sure. And you absolutely did not see that coming. No, I didn't they didn't either. telegraph anything in it. Yeah, I know at all. Yeah, uh, if you haven't seen 1917, everyone should see that. I mean, again, we talk about perfect time to see it's movies, a masterpiece but, for real. <laughs> I haven't it's seen massive. it, so now I'm gonna watch you it. You haven't seen it? No. Ugh. Well, first of all, it's seriously it's it, like it is a colossal achievement in filmmaking. Yeah, it's designed to be basically one shot for the entire movie. Oh wow. But of course, you know, CG the entire comes into film. play. Yeah, but I it, think it, and but you don't see it. Yeah, you, you don't see it. You don't see it. I watched some behind the scenes stuff on how they did it and it's amazing. Okay. Like the subtlety yeah. that they did on it. Whew, so good. Also sound design is very good on that one too. <laughs> um well, everything. Yeah, I mean, that, again, top to bottom, that movie to me was an absolute masterpiece. Yeah, so good. Man, I miss movies. Damn it. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah, that was a good time. Theaters. Well, we I have, that. Yeah. We Remember, have them. It's just, I fucking, there's nothing beats the movie theater, man. Yeah. Fucking well, miss. they're starting to open back up, so, you know. Yeah, we'll, I'm good. We'll get there eventually. No, I'm not. That's fine. <laughs> I'll sit, I'll sit in the back. Yeah, yeah I'm not. Yeah. I'm, I'm good I'm for good. now. No, I mean, you in particular, Sorry. that's your job. <laughs> it's like your voice. Like you I know. mean, real honestly, yeah, real honestly, that that's one of the reasons I've been so hyper-vigilant about mm-hmm. it is that, one, my family are high-risk. They're not here, but I, I keep that in mind. And right. just for me, you know, I'm not overly worried about dying from it. I mean, it, right. it does kill people for sure, and 100%. it's horrifying. 
But, um, you know, the, the great likelihood is numerically, most people that have it won't know they have it. Yep. But if you get it and have a bad case, and I, I'll be 51 next month, so I'm not, you know, I'm not in the younger, you know, part of the demographic anymore. And my greatest fear is, okay, you die. Okay, well, you don't really have to worry about stuff at that point. Um, but if I get a really bad case and I survive it, the, the lasting effects of it can are potentially career ending. Yeah. It's, and, all, it's all respiratory. And, and now I got to live the rest of my life. I got a family to deal with. I mean, I like, what do I do then? So I'm just like, you know what? I'm good. Yeah. I can work from home. They let me do it. I'm good. Better better to play it safe. We're going to send you a respirator. If we can uh, find yeah. <laughs> you have a respirator? A, a, three, yeah. a 3M. Yeah, I got one. Oh, you mean the mask. Yeah. I thought you meant like the actual like blop, tube no, down there. No, no, the 3M ones. Yeah, I mean, if you had one, if you had one of the like, other what, ones. Is that in your dungeon? What are you doing over there? <laughs> yes, send I, it to a hospital. <laughs> I make dice. <laughs> I make dice. I, I need it. I need it. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, I bought an iron lung on eBay. It was cheap. So. Yeah, it's, it's it takes an old, up a lot of room. But... It's a classic 1920s model. Yeah, the, the, the big tube. <laughs> yeah. The big giant thing, bariatric chamber. Yeah. Um, but, yes, uh, I don't know how we got so sidetracked. But, yes, uh, I will say that. That's a good conversation. Too. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, you're you're 100 percent right. Like, you sneak up on the girl, night Yeah, g- giving everyone names, and then I think, um, you know, we've already kind of announced there's spoilers, but later in the game, you play as other characters, and you get to see another side of who these people are and stuff. And I think that's one thing that Last of Us has always done um, very very well is, you know, show you these characters that you feel for, that you have emotional connection to. And then you show them doing stuff that you're like, that's like the end of the first game, for that matter. Like, we're, we're not, we're going to spoil Last of Us One if you haven't played Last of Us One. <laughs> game came out like, you know, on PlayStation Three, so calm down. Um, <laughs> but yeah. like at the end of that, Joel technically does a bad thing. He does a very selfish thing. You know, he obviously saves Ellie, who we obviously all love and you know wanted to survive, but he potentially dooms the human race. Yeah. Right? I mean, so that was, at least for the first game, that was was so amazing yeah. about that game. It's like, it's comp- It's not an easy fucking answer. Right. You know, like, yes. It- Life is composed of, of gray areas. Yeah, right. exactly. No, almost nobody is completely good or completely bad. We've all got these gray areas. You, you hopefully, you, you try to skew towards the good side and try to make good decisions, but... You know, so that's why a lot of the most interesting characters, a lot of most interesting villains, you know, walk in those gray areas. And uh, I think you guys remember, I'm a huge Star Trek fan. DS9 is, you know, original series that lives in its own space. So yeah. We wouldn't even compare you have to appreciate the original DS9, series. My favorite. Yeah. And, and, you know, for DS9, the fact that, you know, Garrick is one of the best TV characters ever, I think. Andrew I do Robinson, love. I, who do I got love to Garrick. meet when I went to see the DS9 documentary. By the way, oh nice. Awesome. Um, but Garrick was such an interesting character because he was so many shades of gray. Mm-hmm. He was so interesting. He straddled that line so beautifully, and he was never dull because, you know, you're like, okay, Garrick makes he makes the right choice sometimes, but sometimes he's not going to, and you're never sure which way he's going to go. Yeah. You feel like he's probably on your side. Maybe, but, as long as it suits his needs. But he's also on his own side, which you're never quite sure where that comes from. So, so that, and that's what makes that such an interesting character. Yeah. And, um, you know, just, just kind of diverting from that a little bit, um, one of my, my favorite characters that I've played in re- recent times, and I don't, I'm pretty sure this wasn't out the last time I was on, uh, with, is Outer World. Oh, um, yeah, no, it wasn't. And, yeah, because I'm Vicar Max in Outer World, and... That actually is one of my favorite characters I've ever played uh, because he's got that shades of gray. He's mostly a good guy, but he can be a dick. Yeah. Um, and that was really fun to play. And again, just talking about where games are, the state of games now, the writing on that game, if you haven't played it, the writing, oh my God. I remember when I went into audition for Max the first time, just doing the audition. It was one of those rare in-person auditions, actually. So went in to read and i remember at the end of the of the audition i said guys w- whether i end up in this game or not i want to play this game this yeah. sounds amazing and then in the sessions you know i would get something which is becoming more common in games but has not really been uh just because i was a primary character in this where i had almost monologues 
of all of this, you know, this deep character development and actual thought and, and, you know, putting ideas out there. And we'd get to the end of a run of lines and I would look at the director and I'd just like, oh my God, this writing is so good. <laughs> I am over the moon that I get to deliver this dialogue. It's just so good. Yeah. You know? I mean, I think, I think that the cinematic qualities uh, of video games have gotten so good now where you can't, you know, we talked, we briefly touched on like Street Fighter, right? There was no story to that game initially, right? Same thing with Mortal Kombat. There's no, there's just cool characters. You know, this guy's got a headband. This guy's got a cowboy hat that he throws. Well, this this a basic punch. premise. All right, we got to fight to save Earth from. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but now it's like the, for me even, like the story is why I play a game now. You know, I don't, I don't get to have the luxury of playing video games 12 hours a day like I used to when I was younger, you know? Um, so now a game has to be re really grab me, which is why, you know, last time we talked about Spider-Man, like Spider-Man was, was about to say, yeah, the story. such a great, so good. yeah, it was so good. And like, so excited about it's Miles. a movie you get to play. Oh yeah. A hundred percent. Yeah. And it's, it's an, a, a great Spider-Man movie that you get to actually play. Yeah. You know, and it's even the small little side missions are unlocking little tidbits of the story you're uh, you're unlocking these you know science stations for harry or you're doing you know uh, you're meeting up a taskmaster and and fighting him and learning new moves and stuff every little piece of it is so engaging that you can just jump on play for a couple hours and you're like oh man i can't wait to find out what happens next and um right yeah it's like it's like binging a, a good tv series yes a hundred percent you know and i think we're so lucky to live in, in in an age where that's becoming the standard. It's you know it's not always true, um, but you know like and, I, and not every game requires it. Sometimes just a good, fun, mindless game is great. True. Yeah. You know. You know sometimes you know, it's just fun to blow stuff up or run around and collect things or, or like whatever you're doing. Cody's favorite Animal Crossing, right? I hate. <laughs> I hate you. <laughs> um, I have a I have a weird relationship with Animal Crossing. I I definitely. I'm not a huge fan of it, but all my friends got it, so I, I I bought it, and I'm just like, I don't get it. I'm like tired of picking peaches. <laughs> just I don't talk about shit writing that game. <laughs> What's up, Cody? Got any more peaches for me? I hate you. <laughs> it's like, no. Why do you want so many fucking peaches? What are you doing with all of them? I don't play. I have no idea. What I'm yeah, no, but I have a pineapple grenade. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh man, so, I know listeners are gonna want me to ask, and I probably know the answer. Are, for the new, the miles, are we? Are we gonna see a little, little of the shock, shockness. Uh, I, I will be completely honest with you. I don't know. Oh wow! Uh, I don't know. Okay. A and uh, and even if I did, uh, which I don't, but even if I did, I wouldn't be able to tell you. Yeah. Um, That's why I said I, I probably know the answer, very... but I know I should ask. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I. Uh, I mean, real honestly, I don't know. Um, I, you know, I've been very clear about if they, you know. People are like, hey, you know, if they if they brought Shocker back in a game, would you do it? I'm like, are you out of your mind? Of course, <laughs> of course, I'd do it. Yeah, I mean, the reality is, I'll do any job that you offer me, and I'll, I'll you know, come in and try to do the, do it to the best of my ability. But especially a, a something like that that I, you know, personally loved and was such a joy to be part of. I'm like, yeah. oh God, yes. If they called, I'd, I'd just say, okay, when? Yeah, please. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, that game. I mean, we're both super excited oh, yeah. for that. I mean, after that first game, it was just. You know, it was one of those things where even on big open world uh, games like that, um, like, you know, Red Dead or Grand Theft Auto, where sometimes you get slogged down in it, it that game was just such a joy to play every single time. Oh, yeah. I still pick it up and play. Yeah. I don't do that anymore. I have too many other games there's to play. But <laughs> there's new suits, and I'm like, oh, fuck. Got to get that new suit. Exactly. I was yeah. like, I want that fucking well, Yeah, I mean, the, ga the game has a lot of replay value, which is another really cool thing about these big games now is that, yeah. you know, it used to be you drop 50 bucks on a game, you sink 20 hours into it, and then you're done. Mm -hmm. And some of them, like, I've, there have been some of my favorite games. I've definitely, after I finished it, I'll go back, kick up the difficulty level, and play it again. Yeah. Um, but other games, you get done, you're like, okay, that was fun. What am I going to do now? Yeah. yeah, what's the next one? Yeah, exactly. Because it's like, that was cool, but I kind of feel like I had the experience. It's, uh, it's not going to be the same if I go through it again. But that's the beauty of a lot of these bigger games now is that it isn't the same if you go through it again. You'll, you'll still get to have the experience that you enjoyed and, and be part of that world that you were drawn to, but a different 
take on it. Just like every day you leave the house, you're like, okay, what's going to happen today? You know, who am I going to meet? What am I going to run into? What am I going to deal with? What's going to happen that's going to make me smile? And so a lot of these big games now, you know, they're building that replay value into the game. So, I mean, real honestly, they're giving you a lot of bang for your buck. Because if you get a big game that takes you 30, 40, 50 hours to finish, but then you can go back and play it again and have the things you loved about it, but have a new experience with it, well, that's fantastic. Yeah. And they're they're consciously giving that experience to players these days with the way they're designing. The yeah, I think I think Last of Us is definitely going to be one of those ones that is a uh, a cool replay value because um, oh for sure every yeah. single encounter like I'm one of those guys I'm I'm not very good at stealth games I just it's not for me I've been so good in this game I'm so bad at it but I will say. <laughs> Like, you know, I'll go into a room and, you know, I'm like, I'll try to be sneaky. Maybe I'll take out one or two guys and then I'll just like go around a corner and there'll be a guy right there and I have to blast him with a shotgun and then everyone comes. See, that's funny. But like I could see going back into that, restarting that encounter and being like, okay, I'm not going to do that. I'm going to be a little sneaky. I'm going to use the bottle. And, you know, that's probably why, because the other day I texted him like, dude, isn't it crazy how much ammo they throw at you in this game? Like I have to leave ammo behind. (laughs) And he was just like. You have ammo left behind? I have like three bullets <laughs> on all of my guns. What are you doing? Because I'm like sneaking up. Like I'll throw a bottle. It's like, oh, yeah. I have one shotgun bullet. I have one arrow. I'm that, I'm that patient dude. He's like, yeah, he's going to come. He's going to come in that satisfying just grab, stab. Yeah. Like, Got him. Well, again, and we recorded we recorded reactions for all of that. So you throw a bottle, you'll get the, what was that? Hey, go check that out. What'd you find? Nothing here. Or, hey, I see him. I mean, so we have. Like all of those levels, depending on that choice, yeah. there's a response to it from multiple characters. So it's always going to be different depending on the choices you make as a player, which is really cool. That's what's actually cool about the game is that you don't you can be a stealth killer. You can go mm-hmm. in blasting away. I actually do enjoy it a lot. There was a part where there was infected with wolf people. Oh yeah, and I was just like, that's the one that I feel like I actually did really well on. Because it, it was the bank where you get the shotgun. Well, for me, it was a different part. But. Oh, okay. Well, in the bank in the, where you get the shotgun, you go down into this bank. Or well, maybe it wasn't a bank. I don't remember. It doesn't matter. But there's, like, clickers going around, yep, right? Yep, 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 yep. And then, oh, it was a subway station. Yep, exactly. Yeah, creepy, by the way. Yep. That's super creepy. Like, anything – that's why the Whistler guys are so creepy, too, is anything that's just, like, a little sound that you hear yeah. off in the corner. Because I use I use those Astro A40s, which you have, you have some yep, of those, right? Yep. Or A50s or whatever. There's so much like it's there's 7.1 surround headphones, so you hear the little like a little whistle off in the background. You're like, is that my neighbor calling their dog, or am I oh, about yeah. to get murdered? You know Absolutely. what I mean? Absolutely. Oh, it, I'll tell you, I had an experience years ago. You mentioned uh, AVP. I remember you know back in the late 90s playing AVP on PC, and I actually had surround speakers set up oh, nice. around me, <laughs> and the lights off, and I'm playing as a marine. Oh. I go into a room, all the lights are flickering, the sound design. There's empty egg pods, and then, like in the surround field, you'd hear. Oh, and so like I'm I'm like sitting there trembling in the dark playing this game, <laughs> and suddenly, there's a face hugger on my face. Oh. I actually screamed. Oh, I bet. I actually screamed. I turned. I saved the game. I turned all the lights on. I went downstairs and watched the comedy. I was like, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you know. So, oh yeah. It's yeah. it's interesting you mentioned the headphones. I was playing with the sound. Oh, I have what, to take breaks. I get so stressed out. When when I when I did it with headphones like on the game, yeah. it didn't sound as good. But when I left it as though I had actual surround sound speakers, it oh. sounded amazing on the headphones. Huh. I thought that was so weird. Maybe it's a setting or something. You I don't know, change. but it I left it as the theater like the surround actual, sound. and it sounds great. Like maybe, you can, maybe your head is misshapen. Yeah. Maybe. It could be. Could be my ears. <laughs> Definitely true. Um it could be, yeah. But what I was going to say about that part, the subway yeah. level, what was cool is like, I was like, let me see if I can get the clickers. Oh, that's just totally chill. what I did. Oh, yeah. I just launched the bo- <laughs> one bottle. One bottle is all it took. And just. Whoosh. And then like, oh, my God. Bah, bah, bah. Yep. And I was like, oh, man. And all I did was just listen, you know, for, you know, when you get the black and white, like you're just listening and just it was so satisfying just seeing one go down, one go down, yeah. one go down, clicker down. I was like, oh, I only got to take out one clicker. This yeah. is awesome. Yeah. I threw a Molotov at that guy. <laughs> yeah. That's it. Done. <laughs> I know. It, it's so – that one was super satisfying. And then there was, like, another one, too, where – Very similar. Oh, in man. the hospital. Yeah, the hospital. Yeah. Remember when, like, you're just walking in a doorway and 
You see one skitter across yeah, the Yeah, that freaked that oh freak, my God. that freaked me out. Yeah. Because I walk around most of the time trying to sense things and mm-hmm. you can't sense those guys unless you, you upgrade right. your But I was like, Holy shit, I think I <laughs> actually like screamed. Yeah. And I was like, All right, I gotta take a breath. Yeah. It's a fucking game. And I think, you know, you know, talking about sound design, I think like we're it's gotten so crazy now where, you know, we all grew up with the little Mario just going doot. Do, 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 do. And that's all we had, you know? And it was so cool when you went to a different level and it was a different song, and that's as advanced as it got. But nowadays, yeah. it's like, oh my God, it is, it's an immersive experience where. Um, Even the oh, underwater stuff, it feels like you're being dunked and stuff. Yes. Yeah. yeah. 100%. Like the sound goes different. And I will say, like, you know, not that it has to do with sound, but like when you get out of water and you're all wet oh, yeah. and then you gradually dry out. Yeah. Oh my God. So, so amazing. How far they've well, yeah, come. Yeah, the, the attention to detail they, they put into everything. And, and in our sessions, it was absolutely like that, too. Um, uh, you know, the, Ryan and Maggot, who were the guys who were doing most of the directing stuff, they, I mean, man, they were so specific. and and But they were also just so open to us, you know, bringing to it what we could bring to it and, and giving us freedom to find things. But they would they were still great about helping us to know exactly where we need where things needed to be because they they knew the big picture you know they knew okay that's great but could you do that could you give me that a little higher or maybe a little bit just like really specific stuff that was great like yes absolutely because you know where this is going you know how you're going to use this and you've already taken the stuff we've done and already put it in game as you're building it so you kind of know what works what works better and they were able to really help us you know, hone in on that stuff because again, they, they knew the things that we didn't know. So they were able to, you know, help us give them what they needed to create the experience they ultimately wanted you to have. So yeah, and and so when you're when you're doing like these uh, these voices of these NPCs, um, it on a game like this where it seems like there's so many options for what you guys say in the game, uh, was there any room for ad lib at all, or was everything penned out, or at least you know, broad strokes kind of put out there for you? Um, I'm trying to think. Uh, it, it, I mean, I think for the most, like we could make little adjustments here and there. And sometimes, if, you know, if we just felt like a line might feel more natural, like, hey, can we change this word? And they're like, yeah, go for it. Yeah. But um, for the most part, because, again, the writing is just so good. Right. And because it's so connected, um you, you really needed to kind of stay within the confines of that. And I, I don't mean that to sound like in a limiting way. It wasn't at all. Right. Um, but there's, it's just so many puzzle pieces that they knew how things fit together. So, um, you know, there are certain things you work on that, yeah, they'll give you a lot of room to kind of, but in this, because it's so big and there's so much interaction between all of the, the, even the, you know, the tertiary and secondary characters, mm-hmm. um, we and and there are story elements there are certain things like they would let us you know fudge things here a little bit here and there and even sometimes you know they would specifically i even i remember even asking at one point where uh i think i'd flubbed the line just you know got a little mush mouth on something and i remember asking hey you know do you guys do you guys ever keep those you know those muffed lines and use them just because that's real. Yeah. You know, when people, people are under stress, they make those mistakes. They yeah. misspeak. They stumble over their words. They, you know, things get mushy. They're running. They're doing this. And they said, you know, yeah, sometimes we do because we like the, you know, the, the reality of it. Um, a lot of the time, particularly with those characters, because so much of the, of the information that we're giving you, you need, yeah. You need, you know, the player needs to know certain things in order to know how to proceed or what choices to make. Sure. So, you know, they said, yeah, uh, you know, sometimes, you know, we'll, we'll opt for the clean ones just because we need the information. But yeah, occasionally we'll use one of those because it just feels real because people make those mistakes. Yeah. Oh no, they so. killed, they killed Jorge. That's Michael. Oh, yeah. I mean, Michael. That, they killed Michael. <laughs> no, they killed Jorge. Too. I didn't like Michael. <laughs> yeah. Oh, this is Michael? I thought this was Jorge the whole time. <laughs> no, no. I killed Michael. They killed Jorge. I'm oh, not no, happy about it. Not Jorge. <laughs> I would love if that actually happened. It would it would totally break the game because oh, yeah. I would be like, oh, what? What just happened? But uh, <laughs> I like that. I like the idea of that. <laughs> there, there, I seem to remember, actually, there were a couple of moments in there where 
some of the sort of the idle conversations, like the background chatter stuff, yeah. which again, all these big games are so good about putting all that little kind of detail stuff. in. I yes. think one of the ones that I, I think one of the first ones I worked on that really did that stuff was one of the Arkham games where, because, you know, so much of it, you're Batman sneaking, you know, sneaking around in like the ceiling and stuff right. like that, looking down on a couple of thugs or henchmen. Uh, and they're having a conversation because the whole, and the whole feeling is like, those guys are living their lives. I'm going about my business, but they don't know I'm here. So they're just living their lives. And for, for them to be doing that, just it's world building and it gives an authenticity to like, I'm in an environment that exists. And those, those people that don't have names are still people that are, that have their own worlds and they're doing their own thing. And, and so, you know, there was some of that stuff. And I seem to recall every once in a while that there was some of that banter that they would have written a joke in that cracked us up because they're like, okay, that's funny. Yeah. That's just funny. I love that. Because even in, you know, the darkest circumstances, you know, people are going to, they're going to joke because it's just a coping mechanism. Yeah. They they were, they did make sure to put some of that stuff in there too. It's not just doom and gloom. It's like, yeah, even in the midst of all that, people are still going to find something to laugh about because they kind of have to or they crack. Right. And I mean, both sides of, you know, the characters, you know, like, Ellie and and her host of characters that she's with, and then Abby and all the people who work with the wolves and everything, they're yeah. you know they both consider themselves the good guys, and they're both this is normal life. Well, not normal. I mean, I guess it would be normal life for them well, by that point. Well, yeah. yeah, this is this is our life. Yeah, this is what we live. That's their their day to day. You know, searching for intruders or or whatever. So it, it makes sense that they would have normal conversations. Maybe not while you're throwing Molotov cocktails at them. <laughs> But, right. you know, but, but, and that's also the genius is that, you know, only only in fiction do the bad guys actually announce to you and think <laughs> that they're the bad guys. Right. I'm evil. I will do this. Uh, you are good. I hate you. No, the bad guy is the bad guy because he opposes your way of life. And that's and he, he's a threat to you in some way. Right. But he sees you the same way. Yeah. You know, and again, it, it's not not. To, I mean, there is kind of an absolute. Obviously, I mean, there's a, a moral compass that says, okay, these choices are good choices. These choices are yeah. not good choices. But the people making those bad choices still think they're right. Yeah. Nobody thinks that they're wrong and they're going to do this. It's like, no, I'm right. The most messed up, you know, the most messed up, awful villains in in history thought they were doing the right thing. They had to be opposed because, you know, as humanity we all agreed no you're not doing the right thing you're a threat to the rest of us we can't allow that but um i I think the seraphites the bad guy never they're pretty much bad (laughs) yeah i think the scars are pretty much bad the seraphites like yeah they are fuck this car yeah i haven't seen them do anything to redeem they were hanging a guy and then gutted him but they think they're right that's (laughs) the thing they're fanatics and they think they're right but think about how many necks ellie snaps yeah but she stabs a lot of necks you know she does i mean like, you know, Jorge, here's the thing. Jorge was two days away from retirement. <laughs> <laughs> of course he was, yeah. You know, he was moving no! to Arizona to retire. Yeah. I'm getting too old I mean, for this think about this, though. If you call yourself Scars, yeah, yeah you're the bad guy. Yeah. You see, you see that web sketch? When you're thinking, when you're thinking uh, different uh, acronyms, you know, you gotta got to consider how they're going to read, yeah. you know? <laughs> yeah. They're like, oh, that probably doesn't inspire a lot of happy, friendly feelings. Yeah. Did you ever see that Mitchell on web sketch with the two German officers talking? Oh, no, no. Two Nazi officers. And, and one of them is, you know, they're looking. He says, Hans, are we the baddies? What do you mean, are we the baddies? Well, we've got skulls on our hats. We've got skulls on our flags. Are we the No, of course we're not the baddies. He's like, well, I mean, it's, we've chosen skulls. What if, you know, what, if the, what if it was a rat's anus? He says, well, if, okay, if we meet someone marching under the banner of a rat's anus, then yes, then they're the bad guys. But we are not the <laughs> so By the funny. end, they realize that yeah, they're the bad guys. Yeah, they are the bad guys. Yeah, you got to You know, it's PR one hundred and one. You got to take some you know focus groups. So when you hear the when you hear wolves spelled W L F, how does that make you feel? Bad, bad, good, scared. Okay, cool. Now let's talk about well, scars. Now, see, a wolves, I mean, coming from a Battletech background, you know, Clan Wolf, they were one of the Warden clans, so they were good guys, really, yep. as far as the clans go, they were good guys. So. Yeah, wolves can, you know, there's a sense of community. Dave Falcon, they can screw up. <laughs> I'm sorry, my mind is still on rat anus. Like, I'm yeah. trying to think on, like, which one is different. I, I wonder if I could tell the difference between a rat anus and, like, a dog anus, a cat anus. Like, Well, the rat one has a rat tail. Here's the thing. It. If your symbol is any kind of an anus, yeah. 
Did you ever watch made a choice. Community? No. <laughs> you purposely, their flag was an anus. Oh, nice. Yeah, it's pretty great. <laughs> you made a choice. <laughs> yeah. yeah look up that bit on YouTube. It's, it's that Mitchell and Webb look, which I discovered because the Mitchell of Mitchell and Webb is David Mitchell. <laughs> oh, and nice. years ago, when I did the looking for group thing with Richard, because it was a British character and all that, and people didn't know who I was at that point. Are you the rat anus uh, guy? Much. Like, is that you? <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. No, but then, so, so they're like, uh, people are asking, who's the voice of Richard? Who's like, and they're like, oh, it's David Mitchell, the English comedian. And I was like, no. So I looked him up and I found all the Mitchell web stuff. And it's, if you like British comedy, it's so funny. It's brilliant. But I'm like, oh, David Mitchell. Okay. That's pretty that's funny. What a, what a, what Can you a imagine funny going for a long while and everyone's like, oh, yeah, that's the, the rat anus guy. <laughs> yeah, it's like, no, it's not me. It's, it's not me. I've done other stuff. Please. No. And if it's anything, it's the skull guy. All yeah, right? if anything, I was a skull guy. Yeah. Awesome, man. Well, uh, we we love Last of Us so far. I mean, I will say there's parts of it that it's not that I don't like them. It's just that they make me sad. <laughs> I wasn't sure if we were going to talk about it, but since he brought it up, like. Yeah. Well, let's talk about that part later just because right. I'm sure a lot of people are still playing it, still fresh. I mean, we haven't given away anything major, major. Aside from the horse dying, yeah. which is pretty sad. But, um, like, that stuff makes me sad, but it also builds the story, which is what we love about the game. And, you know, well, yeah, for sure, the work for sure. the work that you did as these other characters really brought it to life more so than I feel like any other game, which is it's a bummer that this came out on the tail end of PS4, but I, I'm just more excited just like they did with The Last of Us, they're going to the, re-release yeah, it on the Yeah, PS. I'm sure. Exactly. And I'm going to buy it again. I know. And I'm going to play it again. That's probably true, yeah. <laughs> but I, I can't wait to see what other new stuff they do. Uh, um, and then, of course, what new stuff you do. So is there anything uh, coming out soon that you can already talk about? Or where can people find you? Twitter, Instagram, and all that good stuff. And uh, if you can't talk about it, we'll I'm, definitely have you back on to yeah, talk about it. Yeah, of course. It. Just let us know. We're yeah, always happy. Uh, yeah, anytime, guys. I, I love being here. So um, the... Uh, I'm trying to think. I know there, there's there's definitely a few things uh, coming out soon um, that I, again, I, I kind of have this thing like we're on an, you know we're under NDAs for almost everything. Sure. And as a my kind of my just my for myself my general rule personally is uh, unless they specifically say hey would you start promoting this yeah in advance of the game um, then it's pretty much a thing of like when it's on the shelf or downloadable and people can actually have Ready it that go. day okay, then I can talk about it. And even then sometimes if like, say it's a character, uh, maybe a returning character or a character people don't know about that doesn't come in till later so, in the yeah. game, even then I'll hold off. I might say, yes, I'm in it. I can't tell you who I am yet. I feel like that's a Miles Morales wanna, You don't want to spoil people's yeah. experience. You know, you want the, the, there's so many people that work so hard to create and craft this experience right. for, for the audience to have that you don't want to undermine their work and disrespect them. And you also yeah. don't want to take that away from the players or, or the, or the viewers because you know, you want them to get to have that fresh experience and, and have those reactions too. So um, uh, I'm, I'm just trying to think, I don't know if there's anything I can actually talk about right now. That's there cool. are some big things coming up. Um, Nothing coming out this weekend. Yeah, I'm on, uh, <laughs> not that I know of, but, um, I don't, at this point, I can't keep track. I don't even know what day it is, but yeah. <laughs> um, you know, Instagram and Twitter, uh, it's the same thing on that, at Dave B. Mitchell on both. Um, you know, I'm, I'm, I try to be super responsive to people. Uh, you know, if you, if you tweet or send me a message or something like that, um, I try to make it a point to respond to everybody. Yeah. Uh, just because my feeling has always been, you know, if you didn't have to reach out to me and if you took time out of your day to just come tell me that you liked my work, how can I not say thank you and respond? And, and it's so Do funny. I get into the conversation, you know, <laughs> but you, well, and that's the thing too. Like, you know, you guys know that, but if I, my thing is, Hey, anybody that asked if I want to be a guest, yeah, of course I do. I, I'd love to. I mean, why wouldn't I? Yeah, you know? exactly. Um, get to talk to cool people, get to, you know, reach out to fans. And, and he just, meant us. You know, yeah. We're the, we're, yeah, the cool we're the cool people, people in that. Yeah, I get it. Yeah. I copy. So, but it's funny. I'll get into conversations with people sometimes on, on, you know, instant messaging on Twitter or, or, or uh, Instagram. And usually the first reaction I'll get when I respond is like, Oh my God, I can't believe you responded. Yeah. I can't believe you're talking to me. I'm like, well, one, why, why wouldn't I? I'm, yeah. I'm no better than you are. With people. <laughs> and, I, and my response is always the same, which is, 
you know, which is, well, I mean, isn't that the reason we're all on here is to connect with each other? Right. And then they're like, oh, yeah, I guess so. And I'm like, so, yeah. <laughs> it is. I mean, it is if, a I, social if I don't media. have time at that right. moment, I'll say, hey, I, you know, I, I don't have time right now, but, you know, I'll definitely <laughs> let's talk later. But, yeah. yeah, I mean, so I try to I try to respond to people as much as I can. And because, again, I just I appreciate anybody that gives a damn that, that I do this. So, <laughs> You know, well, well I'm we more than more than open and you know. Yeah, well we appreciate you spending the time and coming on talking with us whenever you have something new. So uh we love the game. We love having you on. We love I love talking Star Trek with you. I know Christian doesn't like uh Star Trek. He's started watching. I started. But, I started watching. Yeah. I just growing up I never watched it. Yeah. I, just, I started watching. Yeah. It. We'll we'll get there eventually with you. But yeah, thank you so much, man, for taking the time to talk to us. Uh, well, Anytime, guys. It's always a pleasure. Well, and I, yeah. I apologize if I stabbed you in the neck in the game. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking Jorge, man. Uh, well, two days away. Actually, if, if you did, it means that I did my job. There, there you go. There you go. It's two days away from retirement. Um, my, uh, you guys can follow us on uh, nerdswithfriendspodcast.com. We have our blog on there as well as our Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter information. You can also pick up a bag of our signature tea blend, Nerd Tea Confessions. Uh, it's really great for when it's cold, not when it's like a thousand degrees like it is now. Unless you make it iced tea. You can make it iced tea. It makes a great iced tea. Uh, but thank you guys for listening. Thank you again, Dave, for uh, stopping by with us. Christian. Thanks for having me, guys. Fun as always. Always, always a pleasure. And to all the nerds out there, remember, you're not alone. You're with friends. This is Nerds with Friends. Thank you and stay safe.